Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Hello again, lads, and welcome to another episode of Snapbacks and Beards, episode 55. Of course, as usual, I'm Johnny, Johnny Goldsmith, joined by TWG1991. How are you doing, Stu? I am uh, very good, just good, my friend. How are you? Um, uh, well, we're getting better. We, we are. I'm glad I'm ill now and not in a couple of months' time. Yeah. Uh, and also joined by an equally or maybe worse Jay Russell Talk, also not very well. Uh, <laughs> no point asking how you are, but are we on the road to recovery? We are. I am feeling a lot better now. And uh, okay. the pod, the podcast always brightens me up, so I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, amazing. And we are joined by Woody from Suplex Vintage Wrestling in Philadelphia. How are you doing, Woody? Excellent. Feeling a lot healthier than you guys sound, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, you see, one of the things I love is the power of social media and this whole idea of social media can be used for good things. So stumbling across your store, uh, Suplex Vintage Wrestling, I would never have heard about it until someone posted about it on Instagram. And then I saw this store and thought that is the most, as he said in the video, the most amazing wrestling store in the world. Like, it is mm. just... We've got nothing like that here. <laughs> so, I think it, it, <laughs> impressive is a word. Really impressive. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. The kind words. Um, there is nothing like it, though. Yeah. It's, we, we, we're kind of like uh, setting the bar here at, at what a vintage wrestling store can be. You know, there's a few places that have some stuff here and some things there, but, but not like fully just went in on the whole vintage model going clothes dvds figures vhs you know in, in all all types of memorabilia um we're trying to be so we're like one of one at this point really <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, let's be fair um it's, it's like a, it's, uh, sorry no Steve, sorry i was just gonna say let's be fair i mean i think all yeah all of us have got some form of um wrestling merch on it as at, at the minute but the older designs just just look mm. different, don't they? There's just there's something about some of them older, uh, older sort of style merch. I've, I'm a real I'm a real fan of. Yeah, they were doing something great there in the late '90s or the 2000s. But they really were putting out a bunch of fire products. You know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I like about them as well is um, when you look at the older T-shirt, they're they're made of like thicker material and they last longer and they just they keep their shape for so much longer than like t-shirts you buy nowadays that you wear them wash them a few times and then they they've changed size or they've shrunk or something like this whereas the older ones that, that like you guys stock and stuff they just keep keep their shape forever it's a big reason that the vintage is so popular from that time period because they were really making a high quality product back then it's not so yeah. much as the uh what they call it the planned obsolescence that they do nowadays yeah, I'm noticing that with, um, especially since WWE joined uh, Fanatics. Um, in my experience, unfortunately, I've had T-shirts that start peeling away already, and I've only won yeah. like a couple of times, and it's so frustrating because, um, again, the quality of T-shirts from even when WWE shop was the way it was uh, ten years ago, uh, the quality's changed so much. And they're not yeah, cheap on there, are they? Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah, thinner, yeah. Of that, like thinner cut and, and 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 yeah they're using less fabric to make the shirts which means that the ink's not going to be sitting as well which means more likely to flake off in the future it's 
they cut prices everywhere they can. You, you can see it. You can feel it yeah. in the merchandise. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask us, like, uh, when did the idea of making this store happen? Like, when was the was it just a gradual thing, or did you just wake up one day with the the guys and go, let's open a wrestling store? <laughs> I wish it was that simple. I would say, was, um, I'd say about ten years ago, uh, we okay. they opened up a we opened up a sneaker store called Sulek Sneakers, and it's it's a it's a big consignment sneaker store. It's one of the longest running consignment stores um, in Philadelphia. So even back then, you know, wrestling was in our heart. <laughs> you know, we named it Suplex for a reason. Mm. Um, then in twenty twenty one, we had we really kind of jumped on with the vintage clothing boom that was happening uh, around the pandemic time. And we actually won best vintage store wow. in Philadelphia, wow. and we promptly shut down. We closed it immediately after that. But like, yeah, we reached our peak. We're good, and we changed them. You know, noticing so many of the clothes we're selling were, were wrestling. So like, we changed the model, put all our effort into wrestling, and like, you know what? This is this just fits fun because we all want us to watch wrestling anyway. We wanted like a clubhouse feel, and then let's sell some of the, the merch in the meantime. Um, we did that, and then about a month later, they announced that WrestleMania is coming to Philadelphia. <laughs> and we looked around, we we're like, "Damn, there goes this like little fun thing we were doing." Now we have to take this shit seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just moved into a, a big location, which is probably from the video you guys saw, um, right on South Street, which is right on like a historic run of Philadelphia, a main thoroughfare. Um, crazy foot traffic, so much bigger location. And we really poured ourselves into this now for we've been going at it for about a, almost a year and a half. Um, and it's it's insane how the, the difference from when we started to what it is now. Absolutely. Um, and I think Philadelphia, as far as we're concerned, it seems to be a massive city for wrestling. Like obviously ECW um, and ECW's arena is still there. And is it? A big wrestling city is it as big as what uh, we're led to believe? Like, is just wrestling merchandise and fans everywhere? It really is. It's, it's really fun because obviously you can walk around town and you'll see wrestling shirts. You know, we have that awesome like you'll, you'll high five a random person just because you see that you see their shirt. So you get that connection right away. But then you got the older generation mm-hmm. that will come in. You know, I get this fifty-year-old guy walking in my store. And he'll just start telling me the story of, you know, he remembers going to the ECW arena. You know, he remembers seeing, you know, Rey Mysterio fight psychosis in like 1995. And he's just telling me this like mm-hmm. insane story. There was like 300 people there and they were all screaming their hearts out. And, and the guy may not be into wrestling anymore, but he still has that in, in his heart. You know, it's still like, so, so much of Philadelphia is like, they bleed wrestling whether they still remember it or not, it's, it's still, it pumps through the city constantly. So whenever an event does come out here, we get great turnout for all our events. It really is bringing people from all over the place. And then um, when, uh, when people are done shopping, uh, when they've got their t-shirts, they can, uh, they can head upstairs and, and chill with a uh, broken skull IPA as well. Can't they? Yeah, we got our we got our Stone Cold Saloon. We uh, we had this theory that if we build it, he will come um, situation. So we're trying to make it a what, what would Stone Cold? What's the most hospitable place for Stone Cold to be? So we set up our whole area. We got darts. We got a TV up there. Stone Cold merch all over the place, and that's right, kind of the back of our uh, ECW um, Hardcore Cafe. 
which is going to be this really cool spot to hang out and lounge. Retro video games always up there. Everything PS1, 2, Xbox, GameCube, N64, Sega, with every wrestling game they have for it. So we got those wow. set up yeah, ready to play yeah. at all times, always free to the public. Because um, I always, I you know, it's, it works really well sometimes too. You'll have like one person come with four people, and you can only tell that you see that one of them is really the fan, and they want to like look at every one of our shirts. So I'm like, hey guys, everyone else go upstairs and hang out and let this this fan, you know, do what they want to do here, and we, no, we're not rushing. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot for just like we we don't have to just you know buy your shit and leave. We want you to hang out. We want to hear your opinions. We want to talk wrestling with you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, well, I was that. gonna yeah. say. I suppose this might be a hard question to ask and, and put you on the spot a, a, a little bit but obviously we we talk quite a lot with our guests about you know their mount rush wars of you know wrestlers and and stuff like that but i'm going to slightly different for yourself and just if you had to pick like two or three just like bits of merch that's like t-shirt designs that just jump out at you like straight away from what you've seen like what would you what what designs do you kind of say are ones you've really like really stood out for you and you've really liked all right i got you here uh um the original dude love shirts they had the two they had the one on the tie-dye with a heart or they had the one on black with him wearing the shirt those two i still remember the catalog picture they were 22 dollars plus shipping and handling you can send away in the catalog uh and those things were iconic because mankind is he's right at the top of my list for everything uh, uh, Mick Foley, Nick yeah. Cactus Jack, Dude Love, whatever you want to call him, he's he's a golden uh, thing that happened in wrestling. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hard pressed not to put something stone cold up there, you know. Uh, I think of there's a shirt we just got in that is really a holy grail of stone cold shirts. That it's uh, on the back it says "Kill 'em all," that stone cold sort of amount. Um, and it's got this amazing graphic on the front. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be posting it soon because it's we have to do a whole story about it because it's like it's like a fifteen hundred two thousand dollar shirt. Like it's something ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and then outside of that, my favorite thing is crew shirts from old events. Okay. Okay. And that like have in that same hand, I have a WrestleMania fourteen crew shirt. And you got that Tyson, Stone Cold, and and AGK on the front, um, and that event's always going to be special to me because that's that's the first time Kane and Undertaker fought. Yeah. Uh, so that's like that 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 to me one of the the biggest uh, events of all time. And that crew shirt is just like man, there was someone there working on that, helping make that magic, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love the. Um... A chalk line merchandise. The, I'm a big fan of what they're doing. Um, they're really colourful, just really nice merchandise. Very expensive, admittedly, but they seem good quality as well. Chalkline's great people too. We actually um, we got our hands on a giant lot of massive amount of chalkline uh, gear, and come WrestleMania, we're going to be we're, we've been holding on to it. So we're waiting to do something special. So at WrestleMania, we're going to be doing, uh, we have so many different events going on. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing, we'll set up a, a chalk line booth outside the store. And it's going to be all the retro chalk line jackets and shorts from, you know, multiple years past. And we're going to sell them at a really low rate, like 
cheaper than they were retail. Wow. Because you know, like, we're still coming for, like I said, for you guys, everyone coming out, you're like, who doesn't want to go lead with muscle? Maybe people are not going to know that it gets a little cold in Philly in April. Yeah. It's April, but it's not, it's still Philly's kind of chilly. So maybe he's a jacket coming through for us, you know? And I guess that was that kind of goes on nicely to my next question. Obviously, you said that's something you were going to be doing for for WrestleMania. And one of my questions was going to be, are you guys doing stuff, and what sort of things could could people expect to see from you guys around around the time of WrestleMania? So we're currently going through a lot of logistics right now because it's I'm shocked at the outpouring of people that have asked us to do things with them and hold events and be part of things. Uh, we were kind of hoping so we would get on someone's radar and like accidentally got on everyone's radar. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm dealing with the opposite problem with the champagne problem. So uh, I'm a little stressed of making sure we pick the right ones to do. Um, yeah, of course. As of right now, our big event that we're doing is that Saturday. We're doing a street festival block party out in front of our store. We're shut down the block all day long. And we're going to have a ring out there. We're going to have matches going on throughout the day. We're going to have areas for the kids, dunk tank, face painting, you know, food vendors, drinks, all that stuff with, with lots of every, we're basically reaching out to every indie promotion that's in the city and they're all going to have a booth out there. So they'll have wrestlers there merch from their business, information about shows that are going on for them now and in the future. Uh, and it's just going to be this big, this hub of wrestling where no matter what you're doing, where you go, like come meet up here, figure out what you guys are doing for the rest of the day, and then head out. But like you, this is going to be like the spot you want to be if you're a wrestling fan on Saturday. That's awesome. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. It makes it makes me wish that I didn't have tickets to uh, stand and deliver. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's and they're they're so cheap right now too. I I'm like I I feel bad that I can't go to stand and deliver. I'm yeah, like, I'll get floor seats for like eighty five dollars. What is that? What's going on there? Yeah, I've noticed a very like, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. But fully just sold me on that dream. Oh, I was like, yeah. well, I, everything you said there was so awesome, and I was like, we don't, we just don't have anything like that at all. No. Like, like the dunk tanks and the ring, and like all the indie, but like that's the dream, right? There. That is the and dream. I, <laughs> and I think that shows where probably we're as a country. Hope, hopefully, it's sort of changing after having money in the bank, and I think we're probably going to get all in you know for a while yeah. whilst that's, that's gone on but you know if if you said to someone said to a store or said to someone right let's let's shut down a, a street or something like that and we'll do all this like in you know in london or in manchester or in a like, big city in england it, it just it wouldn't have the same imp- impact really like you wouldn't i don't think you'd get or you'd need you know you'd need a lot of planning Obviously, I know you're going to put loads, loads of planning into it and everything, but I also predict you could probably put out a post of like, oh, in two days' time, we're doing this, and it would sell out. Whereas <laughs> I think over here, we would need like, oh, in four months' time, this is happening. And you're like, oh, okay, mm. then people might be able to get there, but mm. it's, we are behind Definitely. on just an, anything like that, which is it's a shame, but it does... Um, it bodes well, I think, that we're slowly getting some more coverage over here, I think. Yeah, they're definitely coming over there a lot more. And it's it's awesome because you guys have some of the absolute best crowds in all of wrestling. So, you know, <laughs> no one knows how to, like, start a different type of chant. 
than like UK uh, crowds. You, <laughs> yeah, guys, you, guys, yeah. you guys sing the songs. Like, I'm so jealous that you guys can all someone start singing the song and everyone goes along with it. I'm like, damn, we don't have that in any of our sports. We are, we are years and years behind you guys on chance. Um, and it's, uh, we're actually, we're actually working with uh, progress um, oh, wow. mm-hmm. over there. We, we love those guys. Martin uh, up at the top there is like, he's, he's one of the best uh, dude to get to work with. We've been talking to him for months at this point. So we have some really cool stuff planned. Cause I know he, he has like a 120 plus people that are coming out with progress like mm-hmm. fans that are kind of going with them. So we have special stuff playing just for those guys, you know, possible meet and greets with some of the wrestlers, you know, I've, I've maybe mm-hmm. seen some of the cards and some of the planned matches he has. And it, the dude is just dropping bangers. It's going to be such a great show they have coming over for us. Uh, um, and they've been wonderful to work with. And, and I'm so pumped that we have like this connection going on overseas now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm actually uh, going with the um, Progress uh, crew for WrestleMania this year. I bought one of their travel packages, so I'll probably end up uh, being part of that event. Uh, so, yeah, very there exciting. There you go, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're um, you're going to get a private shopping experience at the store. Just for uh, you guys. Incredible. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, Johnny should come along. Uh, I will Johnny's say, also going to WrestleMania as I will well. Say, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I will say, I am coming to WrestleMania. I'm not going through progress, but I absolutely plan to come and, and check out your store and definitely grab a, an IPA and stuff as well. So I'm 100% going to do that. I think you probably sneak in a line with the accent. It'd be fine. You know, we don't know the difference over here. We're good. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to sit at home extremely jealous of both of these at, in, at, at the store yeah. under here, but that's fine. We're, um, they can um, so take the cardboard cut out. Yeah, I'll bring a cardboard cut out of Stu's face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, so uh, do people donate T-shirts? Is that how you uh, get T-shirts coming in? Do people bring their own ones to give them away? Or how does that work? Yeah. In the first six months of our, our business, it was so much, it was our personal collection we were selling. It was us hitting thrift stores and, you know, uh, f- uh, county fairs and people were doing like street festivals and everything like that. It was finding anyone where anyone was selling wrestling merch um, and trying to gather as much. And what ended up happening is we kind of got this name for ourselves around here of like, oh, this, these guys will buy your wrestling merch. And now mm-hmm. almost daily, we have someone reach out to us through one of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, something, asking us, oh, do you guys buy? I have a bunch of stuff I want to sell. So now we just kind of like coordinate. They come into the shop, we go through, give them a good deal, bulk price, move through, do the inventory, get it out to the floor. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of awesome. Now it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's a living cycle. <laughs> We're just a part mm-hmm. of it now. And it's, and it's fun. I sold a vintage shirt. You know, and then I, a year later, I see that same one come back again. I was like, I remember this one. I had a hole in the, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People, you know, they want it for a little while, and it moves and moves, and it'll come back. It's uh, it just it's, it's kind of funny that way. Yeah. So, so with that, in terms of, um, you know, you getting in, getting in your merch and, and selling it out and, and everything, something that I was – interesting and something I only really thought of earlier actually was obviously there are things that happen in pro wrestling where people get blacklisted or you know they're not mentioned anymore and they're not allowed to be mentioned anymore etc etc like what do you do with merch of theirs that you may have is that like in, in a black bag in the back of the shop or is that like what, where do you where do you go with that sort of thing 
it's funny because it's kind of a gut call we do like uh, at this point uh, you know what it's been long enough that we still will put out uh, like if we get a good like crispin washer it's good we'll put on the floor it's fine like we only have a couple of them at a time it's never a big deal we're not like generally really promoting them um and there's some people out there that are still looking for it you know they, like, i'll be honest with you me personally i i was a huge benoit fan growing up so there's like a nostalgia thing for me like i loved his wrestling so much he was kind of one of the wrestlers mm-hmm. that got me into it into technical wrestling in particular um and yeah as opposed to maybe like some more hot button topic uh stuff like we pulled all our vince mcmahon stuff it's like you know what let's let this play out that's not mm-hmm. uh um and on the other side of things also like when after uh Wyndham Rotunda passed away we pulled all of our Bray merch and we had people were clamoring to buy we have belts and you know the the masks the the, the lanterns everything and people would keep wanting to buy it and I'm like I'm not I, I can't sell it in good faith like I don't want to make money off of someone's tragedy so there's like there's that element as well too we're, we're at this point now we just have like a big memorial him upstairs of like we won't ever sell his stuff mm-hmm. but so it's it's it is a fine line to walk though uh like the yeah. we have some some shirts with brock on it and i'm like okay it's an unforgiven shirt from you know like 2004. is it is that a brock shirt or is that fine to sell <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was saying we just, we we'd spoken about earlier. Just I was just interested on where that would where that would go because, like you say, there are actually and you know people will still buy certain certain merch because of either like you say it's someone they really got into and or got them into into wrestling or actually you know they might just be a cool shirt design and there's not you know people aren't thinking too deeply into into what it is as such, but. Yeah, no, I was just yeah interested in that. Like, so I have to admit, I haven't thought too much about the Bray Wyatt one, but that's really cool to how you've got that. Yeah, I, I think it's important too in the vintage realm of things. Like, you know that like if we sell a shirt with Brock Lesnar, he's not getting money off of that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So there's there's that aspect too. Like, it's kind of nice to know that it's, that's that he already got he already made his his money off of that, so it's fine. Um just speaking of t-shirts and ones that you guys actually have as well i want to know if this one is on sale because i saw it on your instagram and if it is when i come there i want to buy it but i collect uh, i collect um hard rock cafe t-shirts as well and i've seen you've got like a hardcore svw one in the style of the hard rock is that actually available to buy in in your store yeah, well, so those are actually based off of, so ECW did a tour back in the day called the ECW Hardcore Cafe Tour. And they okay. stopped and they, and exactly, they ripped off the Hard Rock Cafe logo and they stopped in every like major cities and every major city they stopped in, they did a shirt that matched the teams, like uh, one of the major sports teams, usually football. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, the Philly one was green and, and silver. And then we go up to the New York where the Giants play, and it was you know red and blue, and went to Cleveland, and it was orange and brown. Um, and so we, we've been actually trying to hunt down every single one of those because they're really hard to find. Um, and we like them so much, we kind of we did our take on it, which is the the SVW Hardcore Cafe. Um, so we have the two styles out so far, plus a uh, friends and family one we haven't sold. It's a special color there too. 
but we definitely plan on doing a couple more of those and we have a bunch of them still right now yeah they're, they're they're really awesome i really like them and jumped out me straight away so yeah i'll be uh i'll be grabbing one of them yeah nice. yeah 100%. i love that like i just i love all these like retro t-shirts it sounds like um for the most part as a wrestler that people want a t-shirt or you have it i guess I mean, if we either have it or we're going to have it soon, you know what I mean? It's, I'm, like, I'm all in Eddie Guerrero shirts right now because that's one that just constantly goes for us. It's hard to even stop. But I got a seller coming, uh, I think, on Wednesday that he has Eddie. So I'm like, cool, I'll have them more Eddie back in. So if we don't have it, give us a week and maybe we'll have it back. Is there, um, is there anyone that's really hard to get? <laughs> There's a few that, like, are sort of sought after but hard to come by val venus you know okay. he didn't make a whole lot of merch but he mm. was extremely popular for a short time period and yep. it's really hard to find that you know like hello ladies shirt uh, <laughs> um jeff hardy stuff is always just the dude that does nothing but sells it's, it's crazy how much uh everyone from all walks of life love jeff hardy he's mm. like the most like commonly loved wrestler that we get asked for constantly <laughs> and it just seems the older you get the older it's it's harder to come by because you know like you think of like roddy piper merch you, you think of like that one shirt and that was yeah. it like <laughs> in the late 80s they weren't really doing merch like that uh they, they they were vhs tapes for their big seller it wasn't they didn't think the merch was worth putting money into of course now any of those older wrestlers are really hard to come by Val Venus, that's that's an interesting one actually. His name didn't sort of pop into my mind as someone that was going to be like hard yes. to come by. But yeah, that that absolutely, like you say, didn't have a lot of merch. So that that absolutely makes sense. And who is like what what um like who who are the most popular that people are coming in at the minute and being like, this is you know have you got buy yeah have you got merch from so and so at the minute like who's who who are people after at the minute. I don't know. I could sell the Stone Cold shirt every single day. You know, <laughs> I had such amazing work for so long. It was great. Uh, Undertaker is always, we have a lot of people that are collectors and they come and look for Undertaker. Um, in that same vein, like Kane and Mankind, we have, we keep them all right next to each other because usually if one person likes one, they like all of them. And uh, those are, yeah, just constantly moving. And then we also, we always keep a, a good stock of ECWTs. So having those like old ECW ones, even though they're just the basic, you know, just as ECW on them, people were still kill for those like that retro, uh, like actual vintage version of them. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'll, I'll always remember um, one that I've I've not actually seen. That you'll probably say you've got a you've got one now or whatever, but I, I've I've never seen like online or anywhere like that. Um, but uh, take a when he was going through the American Badass sort of um, gimmick, he had one, and I can't remember the full design, but I know on the back it said, um, three men can keep a secret if two are dead. And like, oh, that T-shirt is just so cool. It looks so good. Um, like, I just... Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one come to the shop. Yeah, it's so cool. But I've, I say I've literally... <laughs> I've, I've seen it in... Because Take is my guy. Like, I'm such a big fan. And I've seen loads of videos of him, especially in that era and everything. And I've only seen him wearing that T-shirt like three times. And it's like any search, it's just like, no, this T-shirt doesn't exist. 
it does. I've, de I've definitely right. seen him wear it. But <laughs> all right, now you got um, something I got. I got to be on the hunt for. I'll be on the lookout for that. <laughs> <laughs> like as well, uh, do you have many wrestlers coming into store? You know, um, we we have a, a good amount of people that we have like a working relationship with, or they've come through a few times. Like uh, Drew Gulak is a, is a Philly guy, and he he's been in um, when they were when the rest like WWE's in town. We had uh, uh, Grayson Waller just kind of randomly show up, which is one of the most random ones because he was just you know a guy wearing a hoodie. And I kind of like hopped the, his profile a little bit. I'm like, that's, am I crazy? Is that or is that Grayson Waller? <laughs> uh, we ended up talking to him for a while. He ended up buying. He was wanted to buy bootleg Shawn Michaels shirts for him and Carmelo Hayes where next time they saw Shawn Michaels. This guy's good in my book now. That was, that's like <laughs> doing heel work at all times. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But, yeah, uh, yeah some, some more indie guys are like, you know, come through. Uh, we had Rich Swan when he was the CCW champion. Um, <laughs> we have one of my personal favorites uh, is AEW ref, uh, 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 Remsburg, Bryce Remsburg. Yeah. He okay. he came through. He's local guy. Grew up around the corner. You know, he used to live in the same houses. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. They were all like right around the same area. Um, so he was in, and we're having just a really good little meet and greet with him. Having some people come out, and then in walks Bill Alfonso from ECW fame. Yes. No yeah. no whistle, luckily. Uh, <laughs> and they just like. Then we just kind of had this moment where we're like, okay, now these guys are just talking to each other about because Bill Bill was a ref for the longest time before he became an on-screen personality. Uh, and so they had, this is just a really cool moment where just like, he just happened to be walking by <laughs> and decided to pop his head. Mm -hmm. So we get that from time to time and we definitely have, um, we've had some meet and greets with, you know, Marty Jannetty, Jimmy Hart, the Nasty Boys, Orange Cassidy, Britt Baker, um, Kenta, Wow. Um, so we had some some pretty big stars coming through for that, and we have a meet and greet planned for the Friday okay. before the Friday before Mania. Um, right. At okay. this point, I'm not allowed to say who it is yet. Uh, okay. But they will be wrestling that weekend for WWE. Uh, it is a major star or stars. Uh, nice. And, we're doing a we're doing an event with um, C4 Energy Drink, and mm -hmm. they're going to come through and promote the hell out of it. And I'm this is one of those people where I'm like, can't believe they reached out to us and want to do this with us because I'm reading the emails. I have to like not stop myself and try to be professional and I'd be like a giddy screaming fangirl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if it's only a night, I mean, I'm, oh my god! Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. But when he said about C4 Energy Drink, that's my head went straight to LA Night, and I don't know why. That's where it went straight away. Went oh, straight away to, to LA Night. Uh, um, yeah, because I was like, oh no, he's, uh, it's the it's the um, Slim Jim. I was like, oh, maybe not. But we'll find out. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, well, hopefully it's. Um, it's matches with the time that we're going, and we'll get the get to the sh get to the stuff yeah. because um, I think it was probably going to come twice, to be honest, or maybe three times. Like we're, I mean, it's a one <laughs> visit and done. I think uh, the the six days that were there, I was probably going to get a couple of visits into the shop. I imagine. 
<laughs> so we kind of feel, I'm hoping we, we're, we're a good time killer for some people, you know, because there's so much to do, but there's yeah. a lot of time in between things. And, and I was like, yeah, just come, come hang out. So are um, you quite close to uh, venues and things like that? Um, with like uh, any of the venues where the wrestling's going on, are you close to any of them? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think um, like the collective is going to be about 10 minutes away from us, like an equipped little Uber ride. Um, the 2000 Arena is it's a seven minute drive. Uh, the where NXT and WrestleMania are going to be is a fifteen minute drive. Like we're okay. we're right downtown, so it's yeah. it's a really good area, and, and there's so much good public transit. So I'm, I'm trying to tell a lot of people from outside is don't rely too much on Ubers. Right down here, the you hop on the Broad Street line, and you can go take you right to the right to the um, uh, arenas and uh, like where the Lincoln Financial Field. Um, which is great because you're going to be riding the the subway with you know forty thousand other maniacs. <laughs> yes. Excited as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I guess if you kind of don't know where you're going, there's going to be like you just look around and you'll be able to follow someone that's that's going to be going exactly. that way anyway. Yeah. So just follow the crowd. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. put your, put the two sweet sign up high, and and someone <laughs> else will will we'll mention you or flag you down when you're ready to go. <laughs> well, now you've got when people do that as well, they might think you're talking about uh, New Japan. Uh, you know, it seems to be. Um, I mean, obviously, the click is where it's famous for, but I've noticed uh, the click and Too Sweet and um, Finn Balor has that as well now. So. Yeah, Bullet Club kind of took yeah. it over a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so um, championship belts, you uh, obviously, there's a massive wall of them now. Are they for sale as well, or are they just display? Or? Oh, they're for sale. They're. I'm unfortunately I'm selling a lot of them right now because uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to try to restock in time uh, for Mania because uh, a lot of times I try to like contact collectors and buy old people's like people's old collection stuff like that. It's the easy way to get them all. But we have usually mm-hmm. at least thirty belts on the wall at all times. They range from four to six hundred dollars, and they're my absolute favorite part of, of the store. That's yeah. you know if you want to get to the niche of the niche, like I, I I'm a little bit of a belt nerd. And I, I love okay. those things, man. They're they're so much fun to look at. And every time I sell one, I feel like a piece of me is leaving. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I try to talk. To people. I, I just sold a, a big gold, uh, one of the new ones they did, the Crumb Rind, um, uh, one they just put on the shop. And I tried to convince the guy not to buy it. <laughs> so I, just, I just got it. I don't. I don't want it to leave again. <laughs> but now, now I don't have it. And uh, what's your what's your what's your favorite belt? What's your what's the ultimate belt for you? <sighs> to me, I think I'll, I'll say the NWO belt because I think the best belt is the big gold. I think like Flair's design, mm-hmm. I was bringing that over NWA, the WF, WCW, WWE. Uh, I, I think that's the best thing of all time. But I think the NWO was one of the most important things that ever had in wrestling. That really helped get the, the the heel faction over in a way that I don't think people thought it was going to be would ever be that cool. Like DX, I don't think is DX without NWO. You know, they 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 paved the way for like it to be cool to be bad, and so that helped kind of like combine those two things I love so much. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably big gold's probably my second favorite belt to be fair. So that makes yeah, makes sense. Well, what's your number one then? Uh, the actually narrow wing deal it's just a beautiful design it's just just wonderful so 
I have I have, I have two belts in my living room. I have the NWO belt and the Big Eagle. So those are my tips. They're just both. They're, they're both, both wonderful. Both wonderful. Yeah, for me, it's the um, undisputed championship that they had in 2002. You know, with yeah. JBL, Eddie Guerrero, that, that belt, that one for me is the best one. They have that in two versions too. They have the, the V1 and the V2 of it. Um, All right, it's one with the WWF. Yes, with the oversized, because one of them was oversized. Oh, so the one right, like okay. Brock had was a little bit bigger. Um, and so you okay. actually, you can see them when you see them both. You're like, you can see the difference instantaneously. But uh, but that V2, that big one that Brock had, it was it's glorious. Yeah, one that I really like. It's quite a new one, but um, the IWEP Championship belt. Um, I saw that and I thought that's beautiful. Um, we can't buy merchandise like that in this country. I've never seen any new pan merchandise available. Um, do you have that one? No. So they, they, they haven't replicated that one many times. And when they do, the price is like oh. astronomical. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then I'm like, <laughs> I can't buy that and then sell. I'm on their little, the, the market would be ridiculous. And like, I'd be, feel like I'd, I'd be, be sad to sell. Even with the AEW belt, mm. that belt goes for a thousand dollars. So like I have yeah, to sell it twelve hundred, so I don't like lose money on the deal, mm. and and I felt bad. Like a, a kid, sixteen year old kid, saved up all his allowance, all his money, came in and bought the belt. And it was his first like major purchase, but it's that's a heavy purchase, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those like yeah. so expensive. And that's that that AEW that AEW belt is a really nice the belt in person too. Yeah. Yeah, they did sell um, it all in. They did sell a replica AW title belt. Um, much more expensive than uh, the WWE belts. Obviously, there isn't many of them, but it was. Yeah. it's not as bad as the um, the acclaimed tag team belts, which look very nice, but £5,000 each. Like, it's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the quality is great, but jeez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, uh, the, the AEW world title is one that I think I'd have to see in person because i see it like pictures of it and see it on tv and that and i'm like yeah it's 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 okay but i'm i'm not, not as sold on how like beautiful that is about as opposed to some of the others but maybe it'd be different if i saw it and had it in my had it in my hands to see like to be able to appreciate it i guess it's one of those with the size of it really you put it side by side and it kind of dwarfs other belts so it has this more important feel because it's literally just a little bit bigger than the other ones and yes. that's kind of like maybe it's a, a trick in the mind where it makes it feel a little more important as well uh but it's yeah, like i said it's, just, it's a really nice belt. i would love to i've never seen the uh, iwgp belt in person before and that's i did a top five list a little while back of like best belts in all of wrestling and that, that definitely made the list that that thing is is beautiful New Japan yeah, often have absolutely. lovely belts, don't they? They design, they yeah, design belts really well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. um, I had a question, but I forgot what it was now. I was going to say, so WrestleMania has been in Philadelphia before. How Did you attend last time? No, unfortunately, I wasn't in Philadelphia uh, when it was when it was here last. Uh, I, I moved here about fifteen years ago, so I'm a transplant of this, uh, this area. Uh, the last WrestleMania I was in was out in Florida, uh, WrestleMania 33. Yep. Okay. Um, and that's actually uh, this. I got married there. That's uh, me. And my me and my wife got married at WrestleMania 33. Oh. A bunch of, a bunch of our friends were going down there anyway. 
And I was like, oh, this would be my wedding party. Screw it. Let's just, let's just have the ceremony here. Why not? Uh, so, <laughs> so now we, uh, we celebrate our birthday, our, our, our anniversary, I mean, on, um, on WrestleMania. I don't, I don't even know the date anymore. Just, you know, there's a, there's a road to my anniversary every year. <laughs> and it, it starts with the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> the, road, they, the road to the worst wedding anniversary starts at the Royal Rumble. And they, they went ahead and made my anniversary two days now. So uh, that's cool. That's great. You know, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Oh, 30, 33. Oh, that's, a, that's a sad WrestleMania for me. 33. Yep. But. Yeah, agreed. Uh, my, my wife is a, is one of the biggest Taker fans I know. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm glad we got married before um, the Mania because I, I don't know if she'd have been in the mood to have a wedding afterwards. <laughs> uh, she was pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, it was interesting. Um, you know, obviously, I, I assume your wife has probably been the same. Watching the the last ride documentary when that came out, and how Taker was after, like that, and and everything. I think, yeah, it was just it was. It's interesting to see that change in him. I suppose for me, as someone, as someone that's seen yeah. him from God, whenever I started, whenever I started watching wrestling, um, to to actually pull back that that curtain. But is there? Is there someone, uh, I guess the answer, I probably know the answer, but someone that you'd love to come to the store and sort of just hang out with, I suppose, if you were doing a doing an event and you could have any anyone come? That's tough. Because, you know, part of me wants to go, like, nostalgia. Yeah. And say, like, say something like Stone Cold or... Um, I'll go off beaten path just because I've got to talk to him once. And I'd love to hear more what he has to say. And I think he's a really interesting person. Um, I'll say Godfather, Papa Shango, Kamu Musafa, what do you want to call him? Um, he is such an amazing person. Uh, he was responsible for me. He was the first heel that I ever remember as a kid, Papa Shango, you know, making uh, Ultimate Warrior bleed the, the black goo from the Voodoo's magic. Um, that to me was like i was like whoa heels are kind of awesome this is this is some cool shit. uh and and i i got to i, I got to tell him about that story when i met him and and he just proceeded to tell me some amazing stories for no reason he just gave me all the time in the world to tell me some really cool old wrestling stories and uh we do a big 420 event uh every year and i was like no this guy might be the guy <laughs> We haven't come through as Godfather to do our 420 event with us. I'm, I'm sure he is the guy. That, I, I will say, like, was not expecting that answer no, at all, but no. what an answer at the same time. Like, yeah, that was a great answer. Absolutely. Uh, so, would you say that Stone Cold is your favorite wrestler of all time? Man, it's so hard. And I mean, he's, he's got to be in your top five no matter what, I feel like at this point. Um, yeah. I would I, I think my, my go-to answer is usually Mick Foley. Um just because he was the everyman. Like yeah. and it made me feel like I could wrestle. I could I could I could get in there and take bumps as long as I wanted as much as he did. Um and and he was so important for gay fabe. Yeah. Where okay, we were at a point where everyone knows it's scripted now. And and that that's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. You can't put that cat back in the bag. But 
when mankind would be Cactus Jack one day or the 98 Rumble, he was all three of them. He made us hop back into that kayfabe and help us like experience that story as it's like, oh my God, well, that dude loves coming out. This is crazy. Like he kind of forced you into kayfabe because he wanted to be in on the joke. He wanted to have fun with him. And so I like that he helped make the, you know, it back to being a little unserious again mm-hmm. in a way that was like fun while still keeping it very serious because of the shit that he did in the ring was the same. Yeah. And Absolutely. What, what I will say as well is like, I think I think Mick is a great answer. He he's absolutely in my top ten, and I think he almost deserves to be in everyone's top ten just for what he did to his body to entertain us. Like yeah, for us, yeah. <laughs> who who willingly wants to like go off the top of a hell uh, off the top of Helen Cell or yeah, like go through a burning table and like the man is a hardcore legend and yeah, he's he's so great, so great. Which is, it's it's a little bit of, uh, hypocritical of me, too, because I don't actually care that much for hardcore wrestling. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> it's not like, I, I kind of like, I, I feel like they don't wrestle as much as they just like, it's a, too much of a spectacle a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. But he found that way to walk the line really well. And I really respect yeah. him for that. Um, I mean, take care and have to be right up there, too. I mean, dude, 30 years of just like absolute magic. Uh, he, at any point in time in those 30 years, who, who would you say had a career that long and could be the main event of any show they were on and it was believable and plausible and probably entertaining? You know, it's that's that, that's a pretty something special to hang your hat on. Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I have a question. I forgot what it was again. Uh, <laughs> well, what I was going to say is we before we came on the show with you, we uh, had planned one of the days that we were going to come to your store was a Monday, but you said as you came on that you're not open on Monday, so I'm assuming we would be met with a closed door if we were to come on the Monday. We might. We'll, we'll probably be open that Monday. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> generally speaking, Monday's going to be open. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, my wife just told me she got the whole week off of work. And I, that was per my request because I was like, I'm I'm not going to be a dad or a father or a husband that week. <laughs> like I, I'm going to be 24 seven wrestling. It's it's. Yeah, it's I'm I'm not about that one. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just count count me out. And I'll be here, but now I won't ever be here. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be doing something every day of the week. Uh, there'll be no reason we plan for mm-hmm. Monday. We got to like that's 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 the start of everything. Yeah. You know, probably something low key and and nice and easy, but. But we'll be doing something for you guys later. Yes. Um, so, what do you think of the current WWE? Obviously, totally different. Uh, old school. What, what do you make of it now? Some people seem to say it's the best era of wrestling. Um, what's your views on it? I mean, I think it's you'd be hard pressed not to say it's the most talented era of wrestling at this point. It's it's insane from the top of the card to these mid carders now are like international talents that have been <laughs> that were champions everywhere in the world and these guys are just like they they're starting to be like oh their ic title or us title um they have we're in such a lucky time to be wrestling fans honestly it's, it's the coolest moment uh i think this actually is bigger than the attitude era i have there's some there's some stats that back that up with the with the social media numbers and the way media is consumed these days compared to how it was consumed then that show it's actually more popular now than it was then even. Um, I I love it, man. <laughs> and, and especially currently right now, it's 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 so good. 
the, the the storytelling is amazing. The ring work ability by everyone. They, anyone can put on a five star match if they wanted to. It's just a matter of like if they want to give that to you at the moment. Um, and and then with the yeah. competition of AEW and even like lesser like TNA that are pushing things up, New Japan, it's causing everyone to kind of have to like rise to the occasion so constantly that we're getting such a high level of wrestling at all times. It's insane. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose just on that, something that I just, <clears throat> just thought of as, as we, were, we were talking, it's something the three of us spoke about um, Royal Rumble weekend when we were watching the Rumble. But obviously you've sort of seen a lot of a lot of wrestling over over the years and a lot of the different different eras and stuff like that. Who, if you could pick one from now and one from the Attitude Era, like who would who would do well from now in the Attitude Era, and who from the Attitude Era would do well now, in your opinion? Uh, I would take Ivar and huh. bring him back to the Golden Era. Yes, and, yeah. and this man would be putting. I mean, as much as we would love people like Vader and Bam Bam. He'd be putting them all to shame because he's so insanely athletic for being his size. He would be a spectacle of a powerhouse, but also, you know, hitting the prettiest moonsault out there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see it? I've been told these lads I It's really funny. Yeah, it's really funny that you gave that answer because um we when we did our rumble predictions, we do like a who we think is gonna be an Iron Man, and Johnny didn't know who to say. So he just picked Ivar. At that point, you didn't know if Ivar was in the Royal Rumble, and now, and now, and now, suddenly, Ivar's uh, in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match, and you've just said that you would take him from the from the, now and put him in the Attitude Era, and Ivar's just everywhere at the moment. <laughs> he's he's. Uh, I, love, I, I love that man. Yeah, he's he's a. Uh, we have a we have a, a thing we talk about on our our show uh, that we talk about the meat division. You know, we have we want to have these like big meaty men, like a big he always said, the big meaty men slapping meat. Those the kind of matches we want to have a few of those every now and then. And I have ours by my uh, my meat division champion. Uh, I believe I believe um, Bobby Lashley's having a match with Bronson Reed tonight. So there, that yeah, uh, fits that bill. <laughs> that's he's right up there too. But uh, Bronson Reed is uh, is gotta be up there as well. Uh, going back the other direction, uh, if I could, I think. I think someone like Mr. Perfect could excel yeah. in today's. Um, I think that guy was so technically sound, he could wrestle anyone. He had a way to sell that so few did back then. And I don't think it maybe was kind of lost on what, what he was doing for the way of selling. And his vignettes and his comedy would, I imagine how that would like play on social media now. That would be kind of just amazing. Mm -hmm. It's, yes. it's funny it's funny you say that actually i was um i was scrolling through twitter earlier on my on my lunch break at, at work honestly it was my lunch break boss if you ever listen to this um i was i was scrolling scrolling through twitter and um his um his vignette of uh where he, he threw the american football and then caught like caught it. and I, I was just like that is so far ahead of its time of like that mm -hmm. that sort of thing like it, though you could imagine someone doing that now like them sort of sort of promo or sort of skits vignettes whatever you're calling like that is what someone would do now like, and it just it's crazy how that just 
you know, was thought of and done done then. That is really impressive. Especially when you hear about all the uh, outtakes that he had to take, he had to do on all those. They talk about the cameraman was uh, has come out and talked about that in, in interviews about how like his little like hole in one his like putt that he would do and he would putt and then look at the camera and be like perfect. What took him like <laughs> eighty tries. <laughs> you know, like he's a pretty good golfer, but suddenly when they put the camera on him, he couldn't golf for shit. You know, like same thing with like a half court shot. Like he suddenly, like he's really good at all these things, but they put as soon as they put the camera on him, it would take him so long to get one knocked down. Uh, they almost had to scrap the whole thing, but I think it was too well, too went too well for his gimmick. They they powered through. Yeah, makes sense. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, so um, it's I've heard you've got you. So actually, you've got you said your own podcast today. You say, yeah, you know, we're trying to do something. It's 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 us. We have a we have a three story building, and you know, we have our first floor is our retail. Our second floor is our cool hangout spot, and the third floor, we kind of built a little podcast studio because we do a lot of content. Um, we got a little green room set up, so if we have talent come through, they have a spot to kind of escape uh, if they want to, mm. uh, and. We've been, you know, we usually we try to have these like big store meetings where we talk seriously about what we want to do for, you know, memorabilia, you know, ROIs and and you know, planned ideas for the uh, website. And then it ends up being like thirty minutes of us just fantasy booking uh, stuff anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of decided like, what if we just like let's just let's do it on camera and get it out of our system. (laughs) Uh, That way, if someone wants to hear it. They'll hear it, and that's cool. And it's, it's really just more for us. I feel like, at this point, uh, but it's fun. That's something I didn't realize that I, I enjoy doing. Uh, it's it's kind of a nice little take on things. Yeah, the dream for us essentially is to have this in a whole studio. Obviously, we're in different parts of the country, but at some point, we'd like to have it where we have like our own podcast studio. And um, so, that's yeah, that's the dream for for us. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, uh, whilst whilst we're here and we're talking about that, uh, I guess we should say that Woody, if you ever look to expand uh, your vintage wrestling stores and you want to open one in the UK, there's there's three guys here that uh, are ready and willing. So, <laughs> listen, man, the the, the long term plan of this is expansion. It's eventually at some point in time. We uh, we've talked about um, Orlando as a, as an obvious area. We need yeah. something some, somewhere on the west coast, like an LA area. And yeah, uh, you guys, you guys have to let me know the exact neighborhood I need to look for in uh, over there in England. Uh, I gotta know. I, I don't know. The I mean, I'm happy to relocate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that work. I, I that yeah. If you need, if you need someone in LA, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be a bit yeah. hard, but I'm sure I could make it work. Like, yeah. I do not want to locate, relocate Orlando. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm good. I don't need to go down to Florida. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what your guys' version of Florida is, but it is not the all the dumbest stories of America come out of Florida. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you could you know open up next to Hogan's Beach Shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, listen, that's like the only thing they had going down there. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, he. It's it's an interesting spot. Uh, we uh, a few of us were at uh, the Rumble uh, down there and made a little trip over there, and it's it's weird how there's just it's not a whole lot. They, they could do so much more Hogan. You can imagine Hogan would be doing so much more with that shop, but it's just kind of mm-hmm. a spot you hope to see him at, and that's it. <laughs> well, one last question for me, really, is this year, obviously, The Rock is now um, part of the main event. 
we were talking about a fantasy match of The Rock Stone Cold for the last time. Do you think we could see that happening? Oh, man. Uh, I guess it would depend on where WrestleMania 41 is. Um, I'm, I'm hearing that it's going to be Vegas. And Vegas, they could, because I don't think they could do it. They couldn't, they couldn't pull it together this soon. But you got to imagine at this point, Rock, he's on, he's on the board now. Like, he's, he's part of this. So we got him for the long haul. We don't have to like shoehorn in a quick story and have him someplace because he's going to be here for the next couple of years. And I know he's still going to probably do movies and things like that, but I just imagine that wrestling is going to be on his schedule uh, moving forward. He's such a big part of them. Uh, and the more, you know, the more appearances he makes and helps boost their sales is the better for his own pocket. Uh, yeah. So I would look at WrestleMania 41 being the soonest time you'd see that. And, I don't even I don't even know if I want to see it though. There's something so awesome about those old matches and I'm not the biggest rock fan. Uh one thing I did find out from being on a podcast is when you have some strong opinions about wrestlers that it's some people like, they really come after you in the comments. Yep. They really don't like Oh yeah. <laughs> they yeah, love yeah, to tell yeah. you how much they hate your opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm. We're uh, we're we're all on TikTok. We all get those comments. Like, yeah, they they happen. The I uh, I ICW I, uh, is wild. Internet wrestling community is wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I love to invite them. Uh, I say, hey, everyone, you guys, you guys know where to find me. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at six twenty eight South Street <laughs> in Philadelphia. I would love to see you come down and see if your opinions are a strong in person. Uh, <laughs> I've I've uh, <laughs> I've been doing security for the last fifteen years of my life. I've been a I've been a bouncer here in Philly, which is not a, a really a, a nice. There's there's some not nice areas. <laughs> um, so I love when uh, a keyboard warrior tries to tell me something really strong and mean about that. And I was like, come oh, on, man, I'd, I'd love to see that happen in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, Woody, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, mm. Thank you for everything. Yeah, thank you. So, thank you so cool. much. So and, cool. um, and thank you for providing, like, you know, incredible, uh, even just things to scroll through on Instagram and just see these wonderful pictures and keeping the wrestling, like, just the, the, the fan in us alive, really. When you see stuff like that, it just makes you realize, yeah, this is this is why we do this. This is why we love so much. So, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing the store when uh, we get over there. Yeah, can't wait. Can't yes, wait. I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to be on here and, and getting to talk to people from it's so the wrestling community is so much fun in the sense that like I don't know how many thousand miles away you guys are at this point and, and here we are where you can just sit down and talk about wrestling and it's we're all like basically in the same living room and that's like kind of what it's all about. It's like when you guys when you guys come over to Philly and you're here for Mania and then you you FaceTime Stu so you can all talk to us. <laughs> and we're gonna have this like same conversation what we think is gonna happen that weekend and and it's gonna be you can do that with any wrestling fan anytime and you guys are just like it's you're just instantly friends with someone because we have this awesome common thing that we all love yeah so you know you guys will be no problem Woody. really appreciate it so where can we find um all the social medias for suplex vintage wrestling so you can see it's at suplex.sew on Instagram, TikTok, um, suplexsvw.com is our website. That's a, if you ever want to take a look at what shirts 
I recommend people, especially before Mania, before you come down to the shop, check out the website, do a little planning. We have, I have over 800 vintage shirts right now. Um, so it can be kind of overwhelming when you're in the store trying to just browse through them all. But if you look at you look on the website store by size or by price range, whatever you want to do, you can find a better idea than you come in and say, I want this one. And I'll point <laughs> you in the right direction. Um, yeah, like I said, we do we do our podcasts, we do we do dumb wrestling skits and just content just to kind of like pass the time. Uh, and it's just it's really fun. So if you guys want to experience that, or go to IG superx.xw and, and you know, follow us. Give us a follow and see if you like us. Incredible. Oh, thank you very much. Stu, where can we find you on yeah, social media? So, um, my lesser known Instagram, that Instagram that I'm slowly trying to build up a bit more of a following on, but my main social media is my TikTok, that wrestling guy, at TWD1991 for all your daily wrestling content. Thank you very much. And, uh, Johnny, where can we find you? Um, so just before I do that, I just want to say, I know I'm going on another tangent here, but I saw your video that you did when you were talking about the skits um, of the guy that comes in that wants to steal the uh, championship, uh, the John Cena spinner belt. And uh, you've got, obviously got John Cena sitting in the corner, but you can't see him because, and I, I was just, I was howling at that for about five minutes. I thought it was so funny and so well done. If, if you haven't seen it, boys, go and check it out because it's so funny. Um, but yeah, you can I'll tell you a quick little thing there on that one. We had a, we had a guy who was in the green suit doing John Cena, and it got to the point where we wanted to go pick up the person, and he couldn't do it because the person was stealing the belt. He's like six four. He's like over two hundred pounds. Uh, <laughs> so I had to put on the green suit and do a stand in for that one shot, just so I could pick him up on my shoulders, get that shot, and then we went, but that's my, so I'm in that video for. You can't see me, but I'm in that video for about five seconds. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at JE WrestleGram and TikTok at JE WrestleTalk for all your daily wrestling content. Thank you very much. And of course, you can find myself, Johnny Goldsmith, on Instagram at Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore and Johnny Goldsmith on TikTok. We've been Snapbacks and Beards. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Snapbacks and Beards on there. And we'll be here every single week, hopefully Wednesday or Thursday, new podcast just for you. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.